Hey folks, Sam Jones here. Welcome to another edition of Off Camera, the show where I get to talk to iconic, creative, curious artists and find out how they got that way. In this episode, I sit down with actress Katherine Hahn. I didn't know Katherine Hahn personally before she came to the studio, but within five minutes of meeting her, I felt like I was having a fun conversation with a friend I'd known forever. Hollywood's known Catherine since 2001, when she got a part on Crossing Jordan, but it hasn't always known what to do with her. She's outrageously funny, though she doesn't consider herself a comic actress. She says she was so eager to be invited to the party that she was game for any role she was offered. Until 2013, that was mostly scene-stealing supporting roles in Anchorman and Step Brothers. Then she got her first lead role in the film Afternoon Delight, and we saw what we'd been missing an artist who can inhabit characters with humor, but also with rare nuance and honesty. For proof, you don't need to look much further than her work as Rabbi Raquel Fine in the acclaimed series Transparent. Catherine talks about the freedom and the terror of working with improv greats for the first time, what Hollywood could learn from Yale Drama School, and why having a stalker can be a good thing. So pull up a chair and listen in. Hi, Catherine. Sam, hello. How you doing? Good. Thank you for You're having me. You're the first me. guest we've had that ha- brings two mugs. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. I just close my eyes and I don't know what I'm going to get. <laughs> not sure what it is. is That's it, right. Is it the vodka? It's the vodka. Or the gin. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Either way, you're a winner. <laughs> right? I feel like it. Thank you. Well, thanks for coming. Oh, I'm and so happy to be here. Well, you know, I, I think... You're one of the funniest people on <laughs> film or television, and yet I don't think of you as a comedian. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you're this person that whatever you do that's funny, it seems to come from honesty, and it seems to come from a place that, that is so real and believable. I certainly, it's interesting because I certainly don't think of myself as a comedian. And so whenever I see that like, kind of like comedian, Catherine, whenever I see that together, it's always like, because I, I would never def- def- define myself that way because, A, because I know too many incredible, brilliant people that deserve that title and have studied their whole lives. I mean, I never was in a sketch group. I never, like, did any improv classes. I never, like... um, Just because I... I I think what you you said is really, like, I don't feel like it always comes from... um, from... uh, I don't know. I think it all has to come from the same center... Right. Myself. And so, like, there's certainly, like, I, I love a, an awesome big swing comedy, and I love t- um, uh, making those big, big choices as much as, like, the, the, the small stuff. But I feel like if it's not rooted, then it starts to feel, like, sweaty and not, and not good. Well, the first thing I think I really took notice of you in was Step Brothers. <sighs> and, and we could do the whole hour on that movie. Cause <sighs> I rewatched it last night. And this morning. <laughs> um, and, I mean, okay, so obviously that's an absurd over-the-top movie mm. and, uh, and an absurd over-the-top part. And in the wrong hands, that, that film and that part could have been... We have all seen the Saturday Night Live sketch where someone really went hard at something and it just was not funny because it was too desperate or it was too... You know what I mean? And so I just wonder, when you got that role and you started to think about what am I going to do is that is that a perfect example of you've got you just have to commit to a direction and hope it's the right the audition for stepbrothers oh like what did the script say I just wanted it so badly 
I mean, definitely, like, it was, like, a, I, I can't even remember, like, how much we had improvised and how much, especially in that, like, meeting of the, like, the bathroom scene. So much of it was, I mean, most of that was improvised. Um, uh, but the, I just remember the audition process was, it was just McKay, the amazing Allison Jones, this is casting yeah. director, and John C. Riley and myself. And uh, I just remember it was very important for me to have, like, a, a purse on the entire time that I was, like... For some reason, that was like a, it just like grounded me and like um, in her, and the improv went on for way too long, and it was so uncomfortable. In the but audition, it, yes, it was awesome. It just went into the weirdest. Like, I think we had planned. Like, we I I had just like we were gonna run away some. Like, I had like a whole like murder scenario of like how to murder uh, Derek, played by Adam Scott. Like, right. we had this whole like went really deep into this Thelma and Louise type journey, the two of us, like within just that kiss at the door. <laughs> it was so crazy. It just, you feel, it's crazy. Like it's going down the rabbit hole, that kind of, that world, which yeah. I love. I love. Like you just have to, you know, I was taught uh, as an, you know, as an, I was taught that, you know, as an actor, you have your, it's all about your given circumstances. Like you read the script and you're like, the who am I? It's all right there in the script. That's all you need. It's like the who am I? What do I want? What am I getting? What I want? Like where did I come from? What did I do like yesterday? And all that little fun homework stuff. Right. And with this, you with that kind of world, you really have to like let yourself um, uh, uh, disobey the that like world order. I guess like you just kind of have to just have to like crack crack it open. Yeah. And just like not and not behave, which I also love. Well, I, love that I would feeling. think I would think that, you know, there you would have to you would have to hold both, right? Because yeah. I, I think that if it was just like, oh, do anything. No, right. Right, 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 right. Then it's just chaos. But you're right. It's because, I think, because the given circumstances are so rooted because you know, like, I can't improvise from nothing. I'm not an improviser. Like, I couldn't go on. Like, I'm not like, you know, some of my friends who are the most amazing improvisers that have ever existed, like Polar, like all the, they who can just make something out of nothing. I don't, I do not feel confident in that. I, be, I have to have, a, it has to be rooted in, something t- tangible like I think what you're saying is like I, ha- I have to be very rooted in the who am I like yeah. who am I and that's and your homework right that, and that's your homework yeah and then th- through that is where you can you can start to like punch holes in that but only if it's if it's so anchored I, I, I think or else it just becomes um, a waste of people's time <laughs> well what do you do if you're around these I mean because clearly McKay and Will are improvisers. And yeah. So how do you be in that world and it all starts happening quickly? And does it feel like keeping up or does it feel like... It's such a security blanket knowing who you're playing. Like, just knowing who you are is like, right. such a security blanket. And also they know, you know, it's not... It's, we're not doing an improv show together. Like, it's, you know, it's different. So they are rooted in who they are. Right, So right. So it's not like we're... It's not just... It all feels... It's so interesting. Even if it's like a different genre, Sam. Like even if it is something like um, uh, qu- quieter and more like just like smaller. It's the same principles. Like if if it's not rooted, all I feel like the only qu- I, mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is bullshit. But like I feel like the but what the the if it's not anchored any of it in the 
truth of who you are, then it's just, it's, it's not really helpful. But sometimes when you're in a scene with somebody, sometimes the improv can start to happen and you're like, oh, this is, this is not going anywhere. This is, but that is, and it will never be used, but that is still like incredibly valuable for just like giving a history that you can't, or like a texture. Does that make any sense? Yeah, like you, like you, you needed to go through that to yeah. get to something real, or you yeah. needed to try. try or just those. like feel honestly, just like closer to the person that you're with. Like right. just feel like you have. Like sometimes that's like a really quick way in. It's just to go down a rabbit hole and come out. Do you think there was some discovery going on for Adam McKay when when you two started doing those scenes and and they got built up bigger because he saw something happening? I mean, I think that that's just how it was for everybody that was went through that experience. Was that like you just? It was like he created a space that that could, that that was that those were the rules. Was that intimidating first to be around that? I mean, maybe more so you had that experience on Anchorman, but is it intimidating when when you get around people and you're like, oh my god, these people are actually really yes. geniuses. Yeah. <laughs> that same summer, um, I had shot a. I was in a movie called Revolutionary Road. Yeah, Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes, and that was. Uh, uh, you know, compl- I mean, completely different genre, and that was like the dreamiest um, actor summer I could possibly. I can imagine. Yeah, to be able to go from both those worlds, like playing pretend in with, I mean, just like the this every the Revolutionary Road was so beautiful, and the clothes and the, the Michael Shannon and Kate, and like just like the whole experience, and then to come back to LA and go into McKay's world was like. That was pretty dreamy. And I was nursing the whole way through all of it. I just remember, oh, you were? Like, yeah, I had a very young child. He was yeah. with me. So I, like, I watch Revolutionary Road, and I can see like pre- and post-pump. <laughs> I was like, oh, I must have, I must have uh, just run upstairs and quickly pumped out the left boob, because I'd be like... <laughs> a little bit, little bit on, you're walking with a limp a <laughs> yes, little bit. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, walking in circles. It's like a little bit of a Wizard of Oz, Dorothy's Braids. If you ever want to go back and look at Revolutionary Road, see... <laughs> Right out of Catherine Hahn's boobs, inflate and deflate. Uh, well, I, I mean, think about that for a minute, though. Like, my boobs inflating the, the, and deflating. Think about those. No, <laughs> but think about the fact that in one summer, I know. you did an Adam McKay movie and a Sam Mendes movie, I and know. how many people can say that? I know, like that they could be considered for both those in both those worlds. I mean, that right there, I think, is is a pretty amazing, you know, pretty amazing deal. It's interesting because I think back then it was kind of, it just felt like career chaos of like, ah, I just wanted to work. Like I didn't yeah. know where it was going to land. Like I just I had all these student loans. Did, did you still have student loans that you were paying off oh, up till that point? That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I put myself, yeah, put myself through school. So it was like a ton. I went to Yale, which was awesome. But yeah, I think it was like the benefit of, of not being known really worked in my favor. Like, no one... I still feel like that a lot. Like You I still, still feel like you're slipping under the radar? Yeah. And, well, I did read once that you said the thing that you loved about being at Yale was that it was all about the acting and the performance, and it wasn't about the appearance or who you were mm-hmm. or who's casting you and why, and it was just about the work itself. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that that is something that's difficult once you get sort of put in a box for doing one thing well and or being a success, Right. Just about physically what you, all of a sudden you're just like confronted with just like your physical body as being like a limitation to what you, your creative brain 
can do. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was able to be like, Grandma Jode, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> Polonius. Like, there are all these parts I was able to play. Right. That, like, You're the, never going to get Polonius. <laughs> I mean, I hope so. <laughs> I really hope my Polonius days, I think, are around the corner, for real. <laughs> but yeah, that was, that, that was the most fun about school, is that anybody could really be anything. And it's hard to realize, like, oh, right, like... It's just like not totally camera ready all the time. Like this is just what it, you know what I mean? Like it's just, this is like, there's some, some things that I would just like have, have, you know, of course, like you're just butting up against just like what your, this, your limitation of just that, which I guess is just being a human being too, right? Right. And, and the fact that it's a business and mm-hmm. that there's, you know. Right. There's multiple choices for every role. Yes. And yeah. I would think school, oftentimes you're the only Polonius that day. Right? Ever. (laughs) So I would think theater would be an amazing place to learn your craft because you get immediate feedback from an audience. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's different than film, but you get immediate feedback. So you. Especially comedy wise, because I'm so blown away by film comedians because it is into the void. Like, you really are, like, you don't really, you're a response, you don't have that immediate response. And the camera catches everything you're thinking. I mean, are you sure. fascinated with the ca- with what the camera can see, <laughs> darling? Uh, as the years go by, <laughs> I am more fascinated with what the cameras know. I, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I never watch playback, which is neither here nor there. I'm not trying to make a statement about it. I just don't like it myself. Uh-huh. A lot of people find it really, really helpful. And for some reason, I just start to worry about these things that we were talking about, you know, that come into play after, like, your beautiful, pure learning experience of, like, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm, I'm just paying attention to stuff that's not my business. Right. And I think that you've had these collaborations with Jill Soloway. Um, Afternoon Delight is a film that I think is incredible and, oh, and transparent, where it seems like you're getting opportunities to to play characters that sort of, they reflect your own life a little bit, too. I mean, mm-hmm. I would imagine it, it, it's an interesting thing to be playing characters where there is, a lot of, there is a lot of crossover or parallel things happening to your own life. I mean, I think about Afternoon Delight. Obviously, you're mm. not bringing hookers into your home, I don't think. Am I? Are you? I don't know. <laughs> but I think about that, and I go, okay, woman living in L.A., married, kids, probably dealing with school stuff and, and mm-hmm. that balance. And even in Happy-ish, I think, same thing, like dealing with, dealing with things that are parallel to you, right? And I was thinking, like, how do you make sure to differentiate? Like, how do you separate characters enough but yeah. still draw from what's actually going on with you enough to believe it? That's such an awesome question. I mean, I think it goes back again to, I mean, so, 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 it's going to sound so, to just, like, what that script is telling you. And when you're in it, when you're in, I think any actor would say this, like when you're in the fever or the bubble of like that particular job, that particular gig you're working on, unless it's a mess. And I've like gratefully never had that experience where it's like, ah, like no one knows. It, you, it feels very, at a certain point, it all just looks, and it just feels very specific. It does. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, hopefully, I don't know if it looks like that from the outside, Absolutely, but it does. It, does. It, it, ter- it very much does. Afternoon Delight was um, a crazy uh, close one for me because, uh, well, there's so many things that happened with that, I feel like. She 
I had been working on a movie in New York. I Skyped with Jill for it. There's a bunch of other people she was seeing. I had never tried to, had to sell myself like on a Skype session. I'm horrible at it. Like I'm really, really bad at like meetings. Like I'm not, I just, I'm like, oh, she would be great. Like I can't, like I'm not good like selling myself. So you didn't know Jill before that? Mm, no. Oh, amazing. Okay. She had seen me, I had a very interesting role in a show, television show called Hung, uh-huh. which was an HBO show. And I played, um, you know, he is a male prostitute and I play, uh, Thomas Jane was, and I played a very pregnant like John, John S. of his, yeah. what you would say. I wasn't really, really pregnant in real life. I would never do that to my unborn child. Right. Especially not <laughs> like, Look at a male prostitute. On camera. It's your baby's first movie. <laughs> my poor mother was like, Catherine. I was like, it's not, it's not. <laughs> but it was really, it, it was like, it was like, it was intense and loud. And I think that she's interested in that. So anyway, back to the Skype session, which it was just like so inarticulate. It's the stuff you want the most. It's like the hardest to get because you're just like, you just don't want them to smell that you want it, but you can't help it. Like you're a human, you're an actor, and you're right. supposed to be, you're still like, just like, so you're like, oh, you can't, I could never be like, it doesn't matter because I don't, I wanted it so badly. And Are you someone that can't cover up what's really going on in those situations? Like- I am the worst poker player. I mean, it's a joke. Like even playing mafia, people are like, I'm not playing with you, Catherine, because I'm just, I have the poker face. Is a disaster. If somebody knows it, it's maybe it's because I was brought up Catholic. Like I just feel like I'm going to get in trouble all the time. Really, I'm always constantly thinking I'm going to get busted. Really? Yeah. Not weird. Forty two. Like I literally like <laughs> if I'm driving and I hear a cop car, it's like you. somewhere. I'm like, be cool, be cool. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's two kids in my backseat. Like I'm not doing anything wrong. <laughs> We're driving to school, and I'm like, everybody should be cool. Just be cool. Put away the goldfish. <laughs> There's nothing, nothing going on. So you have a terrible poker face. You're on, you're on Skype, and yeah. you're thinking, "Oh, this is a disaster. It's never gonna happen." But and isn't it funny the human impulse of if if they can see I want it, they won't give it to me? But it's true. It kind of is, right? Because they have I've to... only been on the other side of it a few times, and you're like, "Oh, God!" It was like, "A, I love actors." <sighs> B, and B, it's like, you just, it's very hard. Like, it's just the, it's, I just think for some reason it is not, it's, it's, I don't know. It's weird. It's so stupid. I wish I could just be honest and be like, I just, and people, some people can do that too. But then if, as soon as I'd be like, I am the only one to play this, I'd be like this, I'm not convincing, they don't believe it. <laughs> I am horrible, like, this is horrible. Like, I'm bored, I'm bored. Like, I can't, and then I would just not do it. It's a confidence <laughs> thing, right? I, yeah, I, apparently. I, I totally am on the same page with you about that, and I think that I'm in awe of people that can come in, and even if it's a really bad idea, they can be like, no, that's what we're doing, and that's the greatest thing. And even if you have a better idea, you're like, well, I don't, maybe we should do, but no, you're probably right. But thank God for those people. Maybe, yeah, maybe. But I mean, but I do, like, if there's, I just also always feel I could never just in all honestly be like, you have to, cat, like, you have to hire me. This is mine. Because I would start laughing <laughs> as I was saying it. Or, and then you name, like, five other actors you think yeah. would be better and in the part. And if it's not me. <laughs> if you can't get. <laughs> but this was the first one I will, I, so we did this Skype and it was a disaster. In my opinion, I wonder if she would say the same thing. And then I immediately sent her the longest email because I can, can, can communicate much better email. Which doesn't look desperate at all. No. <laughs> and not passive aggressive. But I, the longest, yeah, longest email. And then I got it. 
And I don't know. I, 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 it was. It was. I, again, another crazy, amazing summer because I was doing more than Millers at the same time. Oh yeah. You know, it was like my John Cassavetes dreams come to life. It was right. like just all in one house for three weeks, six days a week. Like used my minivan to shoot those scenes in because we realized day one that we couldn't get a camera in the picture car, and so I was like, "You can use my, you can use right. my van." And like, so it was just that feeling of like a small crew, small tight. Like I fell so in love with Juno Temple during it. Like we just. It was like a blessed experience, top to bottom. And it, it also became something that we did not... That's also why it was so fun for me, is that the movie became something else as we were doing it. Like, it revealed itself to, to be something else. And because Jill is just, like, so open to it, it just... It, it allowed itself to, to be something that we didn't... We couldn't have imagined, tone-wise. We thought it was going to be much much funnier. Well, that's that's an interesting thing because the premise or the setup, the log line. Yeah, it's like you can imagine it's it's. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and I should say for people who haven't seen it, they should go see it. And it's most people haven't, and they should. It's hilarious. It's, it's a awesome. great film, and and you Deep. play a mom who's married to a guy that's working all the time at a tech company. Yeah. You guys aren't having sex. He takes you with another couple to a strip club to sort of like lube it, lube yeah. up the Spice evening, up. and um, and you end up. Somehow it taking in. <laughs> so graphic. <laughs> That's terrible. You know what? Let me. <laughs> so graphic. You know, just like grease the wheels. I know. The... I get what you're yeah, saying. You smell it. You smell it when I'm. Uh, I'm smelling it. You're... <laughs> you picking up when I'm laying down? <laughs> um, and and instead of coming home and having sex, a couple of days later, the woman who gives you a lap dance is now living in your home, and that's where things really start. And and you end up having this incredible two weeks that changes your marriage and changes your perception of life. And I would think you walk away from a film like that going, "That's the work I want to do, and how uh, do I find more of that?" Yeah, right? absolutely. We all were. It was. I think everybody that um, worked on that would say it was like a. It was like a. Of one of those life-changing, or at least like work change. You know, it, it definitely was a creative like explosion for all of us, just in terms of like what you can make with so little. It was very exciting that we could achieve that kind of depth in that short amount of time. Like that was une- unexpected. Um, it just felt emotionally really safe. Jim Jim Frona, who is uh, the DP um, on. Afternoon Delight, Transparent, and now the new show. Like he's um, he is an incredible director of photography, and he and Jill work very closely. Mm-hmm. And I would say it's almost like they look through the same eyeballs. Like they just uh, their gaze is so simpatico. And he also cre- he's such an empath behind the camera that he makes it feel like it's the safest space. It's like an, it is like an actor's playground. Because sometimes you, when you're working, like, you know, you see that camera and you see kind of a stranger behind it. And, you know, you see, like, banks of monitors here and here and here. You know, so many people are watching you. Yeah. With, like, not necessarily, like, judgment, but just, like, not, there's no, like, I can't, I hope if I can describe this. Not, like, there's just no empathy or feeling. And They're so, doing their job. And, yes. Yeah. Which is like, that's just what it is. But there is, we realize like, oh, if there is like somebody that is as invested looking through that lens, 
like what they are going to find is so much richer um, than if they were cl- closed off to it. Like if the lens doesn't feel like a piece of plexiglass between you, but actually feels like a window, then you can. Then I just think it's he'll catch stuff that you that you're not oh, that you just couldn't have possibly ever pre-planned. Like Jill says at the beginning of every day, she's like, I'm, you always hear on TV sets like they're you know we're running out of time, we're running out of light, we're running out of money, and she's like, on this set, if all the time in the world, you are the light. And we'll, we will not run out of money, <laughs> which I'm sure Amazon's like, oh, really? But at least she'll say that. But it's, uh, it's just an awesome way to. She's one of those really confident people. Oh. None of those things were true, but she made everyone believe. But you, she literally like makes magic. Like yeah. it's pretty incredible. We do this thing now and see, we just finished season three. And this, I mean, this cast is like out of control crazy. I'm talking about transparent. Yeah. But they do this thing now at the beginning of the day, which sounds like a little douchey, but it's not. And then she has, it's called, it's like a, they put a box out, and then someone is tapped of the crew or the cast to stand there and um, just, like, say whatever they want. Just something to start the day. And it's not, like, a confessional. It can be, like, a song. or You know, it's, I'm telling you, it sounds a little bit, like, douchey. But what happens is, and I was trying to articulate this to someone the other day, and I think I finally figured it out, and this is why it's so helpful a, because I feel like I'm back in school and I like that feeling. B, and B, it's because, like, have you ever heard of those actors that when they do a nude scene, sometimes they, they're like, I'll do it if these guys do it. And they have, like, Oh, you mean the whole crew's naked? naked? Yeah. The boom guys Which all is of a like, sudden, like... Which is like, you know what, I don't need to, but I get, I need to see it, but I get, if that makes you feel better, looking at those saggy balls, then all right. <laughs> but I... That's what we do here. <laughs> everybody's nude here. <laughs> Which I thought was really welcoming. Yeah, well, we, we do our best <laughs> no to make you feel you, comfortable. You keep, you keep it a little chilly in here. Yeah, we do. Um, they. <laughs> <laughs> Nate doesn't like that we keep it chilly. I don't, I'm sorry to keep referencing your balls, Nate. But <laughs> I, they. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Put your pants on. But they're adorable. <laughs> no, I. They're so but soft. This is, <laughs> Gin of vodka, gin of vodka. No, so, I, am, I am with but you. But this is okay. okay. So, anyway, I, it's like it, it's it's like an it's like an emotional asking of people to like take their clothes. It's basically saying like I'll get emotionally naked if we're all on the same page. So like having a crew member stand up there and do something that's like embarrassing and like vulnerable, it just gives. It just starts the day in a place that everyone feels like as emotionally like naked and available to start. Right. Well, I mean, all joking aside, it sounds like it brings the crew so close Every, together. And they, they also like t- turns it to just like an one entity. So it's not like crew cast. It's like we're all making something together. And I know it doesn't it feels like that shift is palpable, though. You know, I don't know if that makes any sense. It but it's the first time I felt safe sense. in front of it. It makes total sense. And I think that, I mean, we, we are in an industry where we're making weird creative art. So shouldn't, we shouldn't act like the rest of the, we shouldn't produce our work the same way an office produces work, right? Right. It, there's, there's a diff, it requires a different path to get there, so let's acknowledge it. I mean, I think that's really cool. Well, I mean, I think you're right. It's like a tricky, tricky thing because... I think so much of it, like the, I don't know, like 
the like blue collar Ohioan in me is like, ah, do your homework. You know, just show up and do your stuff and stop. Like, you know, who cares? Like, it's your business. I don't need to hear anybody's. You know, but then it, like you said, it is if you're given this opportunity and uh, this amount of cash is handed to you to produce such and such show, and you have this kind of like, why wouldn't you? deep dive as far as you possibly could. Like, I, I just, I, I don't know. I have done so much mediocre crap, for sure. But it do, really do you think feels... So? Yes. I would say any actor would feel the same way. Like, yeah. it's every actor, if they say, like, oh, I'd love to just, like, just... It's impossible if you want to make a living at it. Like, you just sometimes have to just, like... Or something start out, you think, oh, this is going to be... Sure. Amazing, and then it turns out differently. And sometimes you, something that you think is like, "Oh, I'm just doing this for this," ends up being like a really creative experience. So you just have to just be open. You just never know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I used to just be grateful, though, just like grateful, grateful, and I am terribly grateful. But I also am like, I don't know, not quite a young anymore. I've got two kids. I know when the experience feels good. That's like worth like worth it if I yeah. can like really learn something and just dive deep hey folks let's take a little break from the conversation so I can tell you about this week's sponsor TheraOne now TheraOne is a company that I can really understand because I've used their products and because if you've listened to this podcast at all over the last couple of years you know that I have some hobbies and pursuits that lead occasionally to sore muscles and injuries and other maladies that are part of the joy of my life. You know, I ride motorcycles, I ride skateboards, and I find myself often in pain. And, you know, whether it's a tough workout or tight muscles or the effects of aging or simply making it through each busy day, everyone understands what it feels like to be tense and sore. So everyone can benefit from TheraOne's CBD products. Now, if you know TheraOne, you also know the Theragun. If you don't, let me explain the difference. TheraOne started out by inventing the Theragun, which is this amazing percussive device that beats into your muscles and makes your recovery time much faster from any sore muscles. Started by Jason Worsland, TheraBody exists to provide you with the best scientifically validated natural solutions to help soothe your body and relax your mind. Like I said, it started with the revolutionary Theragun percussive therapy device. And when Dr. Jason saw the benefits of using CBD in his treatments, he created TheraOne to bring you CBD products done right. A lot of CBD products claim organic, but still contain up to 30% filler. And these fillers are potentially toxic. TheraOne tests their products four times before they get to you. Every product is USDA certified organic, grown in the U.S., and their CBD extracts are the highest quality available anywhere. You can use TheraOne's warming lotion in your morning routine, the cooling lotion or massage oil to recover, body balm for targeted relief, and sleep tincture to drift into a deep night's sleep. Basically, TheraOne has a whole package for every stage of recovery. And I love TheraOne, and this is why. It started out with my love for the Theragun and how much more quickly I recovered after using it, especially on my legs, because with skateboarding and motocross, I found I had a lot of sore muscles in my calves and quads and hamstrings. And after using their CBD products, I found out how much more the therapy can be effective by working that into the routine. So here's what they're doing for our listeners. 
Now through Labor Day, which is Monday, September 7th, TheraOne is offering our listeners a buy one, get one free for all TheraOne products. But you've got to go to theragun.com slash camera. And if you don't love what you get from TheraOne, send it back for a full refund within 30 days of purchase. This deal is not something TheraOne is likely to do again. It's buy one, get one free at theragun.com slash camera, but only until Labor Day. Go right now to theragun.com slash camera, and you can find out about all their products and get this therapy and recovery working for your body. Now back to the show. You wrote a thing for a blog or something called What I Learned About Life from My Six-Year-Old Daughter. And I was so taken by this. Um, we printed it out here in the oh, office. Oh, you did? I did. And, and, you know, I think what you wrote there, like the idea of what can an adult learn from a kid, especially what can an artist learn from a kid, mm. is amazing. So I um, actually I wrote some stuff down here. Because I want, I want to ask you about a few of them, if you don't mind. Oh, it's so sweet, yes. Well, okay, so I thought we could relate some of these things to, to your career. But, but you started with don't wear makeup unless it's cat whiskers. <laughs> just kind of just doesn't need any explanation. <laughs> but I, I read that and I thought, okay, um, uh, what I hear from that is don't be so beholden to vanity and trying to be youthful that you change your appearance or do something. Did that, is that what that... Came from it's just like you know she sees um, she sees mommy putting makeup on for work like she know it's like a confusing thing that to have an actor for a mom I'm sure or just heightens like certain things about womanhood in this culture that it's just like heightens right. So I'm always constantly trying to just like minimize or just like this is this is like mommy's pretend like I'm playing pretend and playing pretend because I never wear it in like my real life. Right. And I would really hate for her to think that this is anything than just fun. Then it's like to make me that it's not about making me feel um, like it's not about trying to like that anything is wrong with how I think I look. Right, like, without like it. the like, way you are. I don't want are. her to think it's to be like, oh, my mommy needs her eyeliner. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I or I can't, I can't leave the house without the, you know, I gotta. I there's some things I have to do if I want to continue, you know, to, to work. But I just, I want to just protect her from that noise as long as possible. As long she's as possible. Yeah. So like they all are so beautiful, and it's such a weird culture right now girl-wise, I feel like, just in terms of, like, it just, it's starting so early, that pressure. Even just, like, working on this show has, like, really opened my mind to just, like, what, like, just, like, gender. So it's, like, I just don't want this to be, like, this is a girl. Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just really, just also makes me uncomfortable. Isn't that fascinating, like, um, that you're on a show that challenges all that stuff, and, and yeah, and you're also in a business that you could, you could argue, you know, up until very recently, it was it was very common practice to say, "Oh, she's aged out of that role." Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? And I think that pressure for women is so much bigger yeah. and and built into the business. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's all about money, I guess. So it's like who's wants to look at what face the most and pay the most money. And that's like you know, I, I that's what, at a certain point you think like I get where I am. I'm so grateful. I love working. But it's like you either go batshit crazy trying to be something that it's just like 
never, it's always going to be constantly at, and I don't want to waste the rest of it. Right, right. I just don't want to. I just don't want to do it. And she's like, she's, it's, I, I look at her and I'm like, this is complicated <laughs> to, to have mommy like in a, so I, I would just want to make sure she stays. And it's like, how powerful would we all be if we could just like hold on to that like sense of self from the yeah, beginning? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And, and I, it's really hard too, raising, raising girls especially because yeah. there's, what do we do, Sam? There's so much pressure. I don't have a good answer for that. My daughter was like, what is this? About a thong underwear, and I was like, "Oh yeah, oh, as underwear." She was like, "Why would you wear it?" Like, her idea was like, "This has got to be a mistake." Like, why would you do this to yourself? Like, this is horrible. And I was like, I didn't want to be like, well, you know, sometimes a panty line. Because I'm like, you're right, it's totally bullshit. Like, who cares? No, you should have said, "Dad likes it that way." <laughs> These are daddies. Go talk to dad. <laughs> All right. So, so you also say in this, demand what you want. Yes, I've got to listen to that. Like, where did that yeah, come from? Yeah, I feel like I've given my power away so much. We talk about that. My, I mean, not, I, my girlfriends, I talk about this all the time. Like, I mean, you know, I'm sure you know with your daughters. Like, there's that amazing sense when you see your kid, when they start to drive you crazy. When they, I love when my, when my daughter or my son is like, can I, can I, can I? Like, won't let something drop. And it's annoying but there is something really that looks very attractive about having that that sense of that follow through. It's like God, that would be amazing if that could ever, you know. And you you didn't feel that growing up or in college or just because of that was just not who. Like I don't think it was anything particular to my. It was just because yeah, like I, I mean, I, I, I I'm a huge people pleaser. Like that's are you fl- really? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Now, has that manifest itself in, in, like, this line of work? Because I would imagine, like, like being on Skype with Jill or, or, like, trying to please a director, it can get complicated, right? Like, like No, it's not, it's not fun. <laughs> it's okay. Because you do, you feel like you're constantly... That's what I mean. Like, I can't, I can't believe I'm, like, it's taking me this damn long. And I'm still, like, figuring it out. But, like, it just is... Um, this is, I'm just going to blame, blame the Catholics for everything, but I think there is like a sense of um, of tap dancing, where you just like have to like you just you just feel like you're you're trying to control an outcome that's impossible. No wonder I'm an actor, but like just trying to fit into what you what you gather that person wants from you. Do you think you picked acting because you love the craft, but also because? it is kind of your greatest challenge to go and get up in front of all those people all the time? No, that is not difficult for me. It's not? Mm-mm. I feel safer when I'm acting than sometimes I do. Really? Yeah, not crazy. But I do feel like I can be more braver am I behind, like, through the, rooted to the, like, wants of somebody else. How weird. So when are you, when are you least confident? It's going to sound very strange. Um, uh, sometimes, sometimes like very, sometimes women can be scary. Really? Powerful women. Really? Like sometimes I feel like I just make myself small. Isn't that weird? Well, it's just getting real like, therapy in here, well, guys. Knowing oh, that you went Jesus to Jesus Christ. Knowing that you went to an all-Catholic girls' school. <laughs> And I have such good friends, like incredible good female friends. Like, but some there is sometimes where I'm just like. Make myself small. And I went to an all-girls school. Yeah. No, it's probably the fucking nuns. It's the nuns. They made you feel small. Yeah. Sister Anne Margaret. 
damn that religion. We had a sister Anne Margaret. You did? She did not look like Anne Margaret. No? Did she sing? But she was, she like, she, she would, uh, she was all about like recycling Kleenex, which was like, what? No. Like, so she would, she would blow in her and then tuck it under her sleeve and then just like take out a crusty wad and then blow in it again and tuck it under there. We were like grossed out. That is, that is child abuse. Well, it's definitely like a Petri dish. That was pre-Purell. Yeah. So there's just a lot of Anne Margaret's snot fingers. <laughs> Grabbing your ear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so let's let's do at least one more of these because this is fascinating. I didn't. I had no idea we were going to be therapy here. But um, okay, go deep, deep, deep. <laughs> this makes such dirty jokes, and I'm not going. <laughs> um, your husband added this one. I just. <laughs> he's like, please. <laughs> um, I just mean like you know I have a I have a girlfriend who's really close, and we always talk about. Um, how we like to like there's people that like to die, that people there's people that live in the deep end there's people that live in the shallow end okay and we would just like rather like just dive into the deep end like as soon as possible because it's like more more interesting and you know so we just like when we see each other we just do a we dive into the deep deep end conversationally like just right. like I remember as a kid like I was a late late bloomer in terms of like letting go of dolls and stuff like I hung on to those for like a long time. Yeah. I remember <laughs> buying a like a Barbie recording studio and my and like my keeping it under my bed and it was like my secret. My mom my mom was like, okay, like I want, we won't tell anybody. Under your bed at Yale. Under my bed in the hospital when I had my first child. <laughs> and then <laughs> while Leonard was in the bassinet, I, I my Barbies rocked out. Yeah. Some hot jams. No, but I, 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 but I just mean like that. That that like that's I think why why I also respond to the Jill Soloway like to this kind of work is because it is it does feel like so that you go that you go so deep that you can get lost. And I remember that feeling as a kid, like going so deep into like pretend world, and then having my mom be like dinner, and I'd be like that shake off. And time would have flown by. Yeah, flown by. Childhood should breathe. Like, childhood needs to breathe. And I, oh God, what did I read? I read some amazing article. And the, guy, the, the author was saying, like, that he and his wife looked at their five-year-old and were like, could not remember a time that that child had been awake without somebody looking at them. Like, right. since they had been born. Like, never was by himself. And um, we have a really teeny house, and my kids share a room, and there's like, really not a lot of space, but, like, you can, you know it's starting to get, like, imperative. Like, because that time is... Like, when you hear that din of your kid, like, playing pretend, like, that sound of, like, all the little voices and is, like... That just makes me so happy that they're that relaxed and that, like, lost. Yeah. It's, like, the that's, like... That makes me feel like like we're doing a good job somewhere. But I know you're, you're right. It's, like, a definitely a different... I mean, I never saw... I, would, I get home from school, I would not see my parents until dinner. Just wouldn't see him, yeah. and then I would come home, like, and then you know, my we'd have dinner, and then go up and like, do some homework. Like, I, I, but I saw, I mean, I really saw my parents for like half an hour a day, an hour and a half tops. And now, as parents, we would feel and they guilty, would stay at right? Home. Yeah, and meanwhile, my mom's a stay-at-home mom, and I think I saw her probably less than what I'm. My children actually see of me, and I'm like, yeah. you know, like we're working stiffs. Yeah, exactly. I do think that you know when I read when I read Go Deep, I think 
God, you get you get to do that for a living. I know. And and that would be the great crime. So do you right? though, by the way. Like I love that you get to have these profound conversations all the time. Like that's pretty awesome. <laughs> what if you're like, to- well, this I wouldn't say is <laughs> profound. This is stretching a bit on the brain. <laughs> All right, lady. This is, this is just, you, you wanna, I mean. You want to know the truth? I'm sitting here going, God, maybe this is like too, too like Intense. inner kid psychology for the, for the four of it, but I don't even care. Like, okay, this is like, what this I think is where about we're going. This is where we're going. That's right. Uh, but I think but that, it is, back to, it is a key to a creative, I mean, there is something, it's connected to, like we were talking about, like the, uh, there is something about the creative life that is, Absolutely tied into you, you as a, a, one as a child. You can't like. Yeah, you don't want to break that chain because it's hard to it's hard to get it back. I think once you lose touch with yeah with that side of you yeah right. And I think I don't know. I I would imagine you know this better than me, but I think that there are actors who have lost that completely, and they're working. And then there are there are actors who are lucky enough to be able to be on projects where. They're playing. Like something's asked of them more than just like hit this mark and like, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. And then it's not just like, like there is something about, about time, which is like another thing about why Jill so speak because it does, like if childhood needs to breathe, like so does work. Like yeah. you can't, like I don't think like stuff, discovery can really happen in tension or like a, a duress. Well, is it surprising to be on a job where you find out, oh, I actually have, I have the freedom to sort of, you know, yeah, and meanwhile, the hours are really much more mellow than a lot of other things I've been on. Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. So on the Soloway projects, you you still get to have a life, but you get yeah. to explore and be creative. Yeah. What is that? Is that actually boiling it down to what's important and then just not doing the other stuff that takes... Yeah, you don't waste time with like... Um which is not a waste of time. There's some movies in which it's very important. The, the things that in, to, that are that are valuable to the show, just maybe are not to, like, but they like we don't no, like usually we don't have to hold for like hair and makeup to come in and make you perfect before. There's no like takes. They just keep rolling. You don't because you don't know where the camera is. You have to be completely in it at all time. Which one should be anyway? Yeah. For like the respect of your fellow actor. Right, there's um, no going to your trailer while they do the over. Or just like zoning out and be like, oh, it's off? Okay. Exactly. And then giving like half. So you, beca- because you, and that's just, I feel like should be always the case, but because you're always in it, there isn't a lot of like ramping up for your coverage, which sometimes happens. Like sometimes like you have to like ramp up again. Oh, right. You, you have to get I mean? back to that place. Yeah. Right. Whereas and then with it takes this- like four or five takes and then you're like, okay, good. Now another one for safety. Now another one. Like Jeffrey Tambor said it best about this show, he's like, in a lot of in a lot of like TV shows or films, you will get the coverage. The director will get what he or she needs, and then they'll say, okay, now this one will be for you. And he always says, like, that's our starting point. Like, that's our starting point. Right, and and, and we should explain this one's for you, meaning. Once you cover it the way it's on the it, yeah. the director sees it with the script and everything, then let's try one. Because yeah. you may have it right, which I think is funny because that makes it sound like it's us versus them or something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's like the whole like cast crew like divide that just like just does not need to. It's like now it's yours. Right. Right. You know what I mean? It's like oh, the lighting got theirs, or the camera got theirs, sound got theirs. Now it's yours. When in fact it's like no, we're making. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's do one more of these. Um, gosh, it's hard. there's. I think there's thirteen. Um, and I could do them all if we had a two-hour show. But um, 
Okay, be afraid. Now, what, so we, what do you learn about when, when, like, how do you learn from your six-year-old daughter to be afraid? Gin or vodka? Is that gin? I can't tell the difference anymore. Honestly, I can't taste it. <laughs> it tastes like celery. It's gin. <laughs> I mean, okay. How do I describe it? She doesn't try to hot yet. I mean, just, I hope this doesn't make it sound like I'm like presenting my child as like this pure, like because she's a, a beautiful disaster as they all are. She's like, a <laughs> gorgeous mess. She's a six-year-old girl. Like, yeah, and it's gonna get worse. Oh. I was like, maybe you want to brush your hair. And she was like, maybe you want to brush your hair. And I was like, you're right. Maybe, maybe I do. But I might not because I was like a mess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's so funny. Anyway, I, uh, I think that she just feel, you know, I just love that like she doesn't pretend that she's not feeling what she's feeling. Right. She's not going to say like, I'm okay. Or I don't want her to. Like, I'm sure that's going to happen, but I, if she, right now she's, or when she was little, like I kind of wrote this when she was much younger, but, you know, there was that, that purity of like, I'm scared of, of the box cover of Edward Scissorhands or whatever. Like, that was a big right. thing in our house. Like, she saw the CD cover and that really was like a terrifying image. Yeah. And there's no telling a three-year-old like what is happening, like why that's not scary and that he's actually, it's a tragic story. Yeah. <laughs> And it's a great movie, and visually she's going to dig it one day. (laughs) But I just just wish I could, I mean, I don't know. I just wish I had the, like, for her to be able to say, like, this scares me, and me to say, okay, this, 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 this. Sometimes she can hear that, sometimes she's not, but she just takes care of herself in a way that I think, like, adults, like, however that translates, don't always take care of ourselves emotionally. Right, like, what do we lose? What else do we mask when we start masking our, our fear. Yeah. And sometimes when we we're a kid, we have it all, right? Like, yeah. we don't have those, those things that stop us in polite conversation from telling someone they have a bat in the cave or whatever, you know. Right. Um, but, but on a Do deeper, I have a bat in the cave? No, you don't. Okay. What if that was your a long way you of telling me that You sucked it in like five a, minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you waited a long time to tell me, and it was a really circuitous route. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I've been trying to figure out a way. It's really well done. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, while you were talking, I was writing these note cards. That was the whole thing. Like, I have to You're come like, up with some way. How do I get there? <laughs> I'll slip in a few cards first. <laughs> no, your nose is beautifully clear. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, would it be such a terrible thing if, as adults, if we just said what we were scared of and said what we were thinking and... and I just wonder what we never find out by being polite all the time or by right. being reserved and, and what, what else we miss. And it, it becomes so much harder to have really quality friendships when you get older. Yes. And people sort of close into their own little bubbles and I don't know, I think like it's all fear-based. Yeah. I think like it's, it's like I've, I found, I'm sure, certainly scared, um, more fearful as I think a lot of people are. Like I used to ride horses. It's like very scary for me now. Like it's like there's... There are certain things that I had no fear of at all, and now all of a sudden, like I can feel caution coming into play. And I, I know it's just like risk, risk. Like it's so like perfect example. I had like an interaction with somebody, and I an interaction. <laughs> Sorry, we took a deep, deep dive. <laughs> we had <laughs> we. It was Nate. <laughs> it was Nate. <laughs> we 
Point and he's so helpless. He can't even say anything. No, he can't because he's the sound man and the <laughs> cameraman. <laughs> So awesome. <laughs> oh, God. I want you to just rip those things off and just come in here and just get... I shouldn't say that. No, if, if, if the DGA is listening, no, we have a, we have a man on every camera. Believe every me. camera. On a woman. Yes. Um, what the fuck am I talking okay, about? Okay, so, so you had an experience recently. <laughs> yeah, so right. An interaction. And it was an interaction. And it was like a... It, there was like something that was like missaid or uh, that I could have like... I don't know. I thought I had pegged this one, this person, and I just decided to jump in and ask a scary question that was just like, no. I mean, I, you know what I mean? Like something that, you know, I could have so easily just been like, forget it, forget it. You went to the deep end. And you thought because, he was going with you. And because I, this person totally surprised me with their response. And I was like, oh, you're so not what I thought you were. You're so off. Like, it was, anyway, you're, you're right. We just get, We just can scare ourselves from just like, discovery just like I, I, I think we could just kind of um, I don't know that's why again work is so much easier for me but sure well, it's hard to say what like say that tr- it's hard to tell the truth if it's gonna like it's hard to like if it's if it's it's hard to make waves it's hard to like and I'm I'm like I said like I'm a people pleaser and I have like I really have not stood up for myself sometimes. Like, we all, not a, a lot of, I mean, you know, there's a, a hierarchy yeah. in whatever we do, but um, the older I get, the more I'm like, fuck it. Really? A little bit. Maybe that's why you like acting so much, because yeah, you get to go and take all those boundaries away and, and, and play in that space, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just, like, expectation that I think that, um, like, however I've defined my or had defined myself can just, like, I can explore... I don't know. I it's. I don't mean to say it's like th- it's like it's acting to me is not an end. It's not like I'm working anything out at all in it. I don't feel that. It just feels like an like that open channel that I had as a kid. It's like the purest way. But honestly, it's also, you know, the older we get, like I, I don't know if you feel this way, but like real like whatever intimacy is, and I don't mean like, but is ha- hard to. Achieve like I feel like I can like have a lot of fake intimacy with like pals, but like to really like yeah put yourself forward as a human is like a difficult it's a difficult thing and I'm so grateful for the pals I have and and that work is um for as like sloppy emotional like it's so such a weird business it, it is it I, you know at the end of the day like. We're a different kind of bird, for sure. You know this this circus, but it is. It feels like always feels like incredibly like safe, and I always I just make it a point in, in my life for like it not like not, not to leak through because that's not that's not like helpful to me. Yeah, I, I mean I have been able to I've been so blessed to witness the performances I have. I think from my perspective, like, to see it that close has been just, like, one of the things I'll hold on to forever. For, like, some, some of the things I feel like I've seen up that, cl- that close have been, like, <sighs> like, you hate to talk about, like, you know, I hate, it's embarrassing to say, that I'm going to try to be brave. I get embarrassed to say the word, like, art, but that is something I feel like I've gotten to see, like, up close with some of these performances, like, tambour and... Jay Duplass is just doing some work on the show that's like another level and um 
Judah, everybody. So that, uh, and, and a lot of different projects. Feral. Like, yeah. I, just to be able to say, like, I could just like, have been that close to it is also, like, a real awesome gift. Well, I mean, God, you're working with the most amazing artists of our generation on a regular basis, and you're doing this incredible work. And, and you know, I will say, perhaps the highest compliment I could pay you is that I feel like talking to you, we've barely scratched the surface of, of what I we can talk about. I want to keep talking. I know, you're what. so awesome to talk with. I feel like the hallmark of a good conversation is that, wow, there's, there's so many other paths that can be taken and, and yeah. so many other things to talk about. So, God, this was so much fun. Oh, I really, really, really appreciate it. This was so, so great. You and are as advertised. I had heard that it was going to be this meaningful, and I'm glad it was. Well, that advertising budget was expensive, so I... <laughs> I'm glad it's working. Now put your pants on. <laughs> now put your pants on, Nate. Um, well, thank you for coming. And doing thank this. you so much. Awesome. <laughs>